The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome all you dreamy people to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. This is the place where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty, the stunningly, breathtakingly gorgeous beauty of who you are. That's what we do around here. And I'm so excited. I actually feel super giddy today. I've got an amazing guest and I'm joined by Nancy T. Are you there, Nancy T.? I think Nancy T is there with Cooper. I sure am and here. Carson. Yep. <laughs> so many Car- co-hosts. Cooper, and I just put myself on mute in case Carson and Cooper, Cooper decide to say something. Oh my <laughs> goodness! All. We want to hear. We want to hear what they have to say. But let's get started with a little prayer. I'm. I want you to know that we. I'm going to be bringing out to the show. I'm going to be introducing you to Rubel Chandy, one of my favorite humans on the planet who has taught me so much in just the short year that I've known him. And I'm so excited about his best-selling book. And we're going to learn all about kind of spiritual entrepreneurism and success. And there's so much that I get from this. And you're going to learn a ton today. So get your notebooks out. But first, let's start with a little prayer. Shall we take a big, deep breath? Ah, and let's just release and let go of everything, even the things that we think are so wonderful to hold on to, except for the little babies that Nancy is juggling. Don't drop them. Don't let them go. Just let go of everything else except for babies, (laughs) but let go of all stress, all worry, all of the projections, even the thoughts in your head, the the stories that you tell yourself, most of them except for the really good ones. The other ones aren't so true. So just for this moment, give yourself the opportunity to wipe the slate clean with this next breath and let go of all the ordinary jibber jabber that goes on in the mind. And as we release and let go, we just settle into the depth of the beauty of the oasis of this precious moment and we open up wide with every new breath to the infinite possibilities that are here for us all in this moment this brand new moment that has never happened before it contains all of the ingredients to every single prayer that we've ever had every request we've ever made it's all here it's all here right before us. So let's open to it. We're not having to conjure anything. We're not having to contort ourselves. We're not having to reach. We're just deliberately opening and allowing the blessings that are already here for us to be felt, to drop in, to alter our consciousness. And if you feel a little dizzy, that's okay. That's just reorientation back to who you truly are. And that's what our dreams, I believe, are always doing for us. They make us a little dizzy. They, they alter our assemblage point. They 
send us strange messages and symbols to get our attention so that we'll eventually wake up and come back home to the truth of who we are, which is at one with the one, whole and complete. All is more than well. We are co-creating with the whole universe. It's on our side. Nothing is against us. Everything is for us. Oh my God, could it get better than this? I don't think so, but yeah, because life is always getting better. So with that in mind, a big deep breath of gratitude for being here in this moment, for Unity Online Radio, for doing so many things, for Louie and Jeff behind the scenes and Diane Ray, for her rays of light, for bringing this magic to us right now. I'm so grateful, so grateful for you for listening and so grateful for Nancy T for co-creating this with me and so grateful for my guest, Rubel Chandy. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I forget, I want to give you all the phone number in case you want to call and ask a question or say, hey, yeah, but what about blah, blah, blah? Or if you have a dream that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, you're free to call in. Anything, there's nothing that is a bad question, nothing that's a bad aha to be shared. The number is 816-251-3555. Again, 816 816- Two five one three five five five. Nancy T and I are working on a little song to help you remember those numbers. As soon as we have that, we'll share it with you. <laughs> Nancy T. It's a T, work in progress. <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's definitely got like a ding dong, ding 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 ding. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Let me tell you a little bit. Oh wait, Nancy T, pull us a no, card. I've got you? this card, and and it's so amazingly it's coincides oh. with what you just talked about in that little okay. prayer meditation. So I'm thrilled to share it. It's it's the card number six, my favorite number, and it's called "There's mm. No Place Like Home." Oh my God! And I know, right? It says nestle into the sweetness, and the quote is. A man travels the world over in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. George Moore. Mm. So the card is beautiful. It looks like so many people gazing at the moon and the moon glow and like they're all returning home is really what it looks like appropriately. Mm. So, Um, but the message is snuggle into the peace, calm and simplicity of the present moment. So many miraculous moments happen throughout each day that are worthy to drop to your knees in awe. Sunsets, sunrises, the sound of your loved one's breath as they sleep, a hot shower in the morning, a cool glass of water, the ability to hug the ones you love. The list of miracles go on and on. On your hero's journey, you will travel far from home, if only in your mind, but you'll never forget your roots and your gratitude for all which nurtures, feeds, and grounds you. And the dream symbol is home. Home is symbolic of the place we strive to return to. It's often the place where the elixir has been hiding in plain sight the entire time. Dreams of the home you live in now are or of your childhood home, can represent your sense of grounding, identity, and belonging. The physical structure and upkeep of the house can reflect your physical well-being. The shape, size, and decor of the house, as well as in it, all reflect how you see yourself or how you would most like to see yourself. Wow. Thank you, Nancy T. nectar can you hear my oh. my mantra? Oh, now you just know. Start with the mantra all over again. Okay, the mantra is: I allow my senses to indulge in the nectar of gratitude for my home, sweet home. 
<gasps> wow. And that was from the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle, by the way. And Nancy T, that was perfect. And people might think that we're lying, that we that that we didn't already pre-coordinate that, but we didn't. That's pure synchronicity from the universe. That was Yeah, beautiful. we never pre-coordinate anything. <laughs> no, we try sometimes and it doesn't work. Never. <laughs> so we suit up and show up though. That's what we do. And the hero's journey just has a life of its own. And by the way, for those of you who like journals, I highly recommend the best wisdom comes through our journals. Um, the hero's journey dream Wait, the Hero's Journey Dream Journal. Say that 10 times fast. It's available now with Oliver Suley's beautiful artwork and wonderful quotations from Joseph Campbell and Rumi and myself scattered throughout. And that we have some meditations that will be coming up soon. Anyway, that's that. Nancy, thank you for bringing us home with all of that. That was beautiful. Okay. So to bring us even deeper home, because I think many of us struggle um, I'll speak for myself. I have in the past as a spiritual entrepreneur, there can be this kind of issue with money and um, like, like it's not spiritual to be wealthy. There's a, I want it, but I don't want it. There's putting my foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. So there's been challenges around this. And I know a lot of people have this and Rubel Chandy, I believe is the answer and the antidote and the medicine and the fix to all of this. And his fictional book is is amazing. So here's here's the story. Um, let me see. I have a little. Oh, where did it go? I had it right here. Here we go. Penniless and destitute. Mm. Failed tech entrepreneur Lindsay Mitchell is about to end her suffering by suicide. Standing in the ocean and ready to end it all, one thing stops her: a man, smiling and watching her in the distance. Arjun Siddharth sees something in Lindsay, a yearning to reconnect with a meaningful life. Against the odds, Arjun offers her a deal. If death can wait 90 days, he will show her the path to her best self so that she can have it all, the wealth, relationship, and happiness. Oh my goodness. So on the show today, we're going to talk to the author of this book, Rubel Chandy, about his breakout novel that is a bestseller in five different countries right out of the gate. 90 Days to Life is the name of his book, and it is a treasure trove of breakthrough strategies. And we're going to talk all about those. But let me first just tell you a little bit about Rubel, besides the fact that I know him and love him, and I know you will too. So he took on his epic journey of spiritual pursuit at the age of 14. And he's got an interesting story of what brings him to spirituality. It's a little more intense than the average bear. He was like hardcore serious. And hopefully he'll tell us a little bit about how seriously at a young age he took his spiritual path. Like he really, okay, I'm not going to just say a bunch of weird adjectives. I'll let him tell you the story, but he took this on at 14 and then he started his first business at age 19 and immediately realized that business and professional success have to be spiritual success and self-fulfillment as well. Meaning that how you succeed must be positively impacting the lives of others. So he's grown up to become to start many businesses from scratch to seven figures in as little as 12 months. And then he started many other companies, multi-million dollar companies. 
so many in Kuwait, all over the world. He's been a technical manager of a major healthcare company. He's just hot stuff. I mean, he's kind of the guy who has the right brain and the left brain and the heart brain all at the same time. So I am just going to bring him on because I can't handle it anymore. He's rocked my soul and Dana's (laughs) soul, my husband's soul. And Dana isn't easily rocked, by the way. He can sniff out a charlatan from a million miles away. (laughs) Nancy knows that. Right. And it's for Dana to just fall madly in love with Ruble. Hello. You know he's got to be hot stuff. So without further ado, hot stuff. Welcome to the show, Ruble Shandy. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for that (laughs) fabulous introduction. And it's a great honor, uh, Kelly and Nancy, to be in your show. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my heaven. So, Ruble. Give us, just tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write 90 Days to Life, which is a great title, by the way. It's so provocative. It's like, is the person going to die? Which that is what hangs in the balance here. But what inspired you to write this book? What inspired me to write this book is to show possibility for people who don't see possibilities. I was Mm -hmm. working with uh, people who are traumatized by difficult experiences in their life. Women who went through like rape, uh, victims of domestic abuse, and people who, are, uh, who go- went through the extreme experiences in life. And when mm. I worked with them, I realized, you know, rather than helping probably several dozens, if not hundreds of people one-on-one, how could I expand this and help many people who feel like they don't have a shot at this life? So if I were to come up with a story that would show the extreme possibility, then a person giving up on their own life would be the extreme possibility, right? That's the worst thing mm-hmm. that could happen. So I thought, yeah. let me start there and bring that person from there step by step to, to the ultimate level of financial, spiritual, and uh, a holistic victory in their own life. That's why I wrote 90 Days to Life. Mm. I love it so much. Um my friend Ginny Gentry a while ago wrote a book called Dreaming Down Heaven, and we we said that it was like Carrie Bradshaw meets Carlos Castaneda over cosmic cosmopolitans. And I think your character Lindsay would join in that in those cocktails in, in the cosmopolitans because she's such a kind of a Sex in the City kind of a girl. Nancy, did did you get a chance to look at the book? And if not, I, I know did, that you would and love I know her and exactly to her. what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> And that was part of what I loved about it. Plus, the, now that I hear the inspiration behind it and yeah. knowing how many people feel that way, literally, I just read some woman posting that, you know, the universe seems to have it in for me and is is giving oh. me death by a thousand cuts. And it's that oh. so many people perceive themselves to be in that situation. So how powerful that you wrote this book with them in mind. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So is there what part of the book because <clears throat> i know that with with most nonfiction books uh, i mean with most fiction books there's nonfiction there's reality that inspires that so you just told us what inspired it but is there any elements um that are that are true in this like for example i can't help but think of you as the vishal character the wise guy because not wise guy but the wise man i guess there's a difference between a wise guy and a wise man but yeah, do you see yourself in Vishal? I'm the wise owl. Yeah. There you so, go. Woo-hoo. So 
here is the thing, Kelly and Nancy, uh, the experience, the challenges that Arjun had to go through in his own life as you're reading this character, the, the challenges were my own challenges. And, you know, people keep, I mean, right now people are asking me, hey, what, where are these stories from? Are they real? The, the challenges that he had to go through are my stories. So I wanted to make it personal. So I don't need to probably write an autobiography later that saves that mm. adventure. <laughs> and the challenges that Lindsay is going through is the challenges that some of my clients went through. So it is not one person, a series of people went through different, different challenges. So I thought I should compile them, uh, compile them into a story. And uh, as for suicide, uh, I have helped a few people who were suicidal, but that is not the majority of people that I worked with. That is, uh, that is my creativity. And more than creativity, that's my empathy. Uh, showing people who don't feel like they don't have a sh- who feel like they don't have a short at this life show them the possibility of what they could be- become even if it's metaphorically to show them you know what you could still do it mm. so there's there's oh, i have so many questions for you um but i want to talk about this theme of of um money wealth defining well-being like the net worth being related to somebody's self-worth and and I know that's it's such a conundrum and and what what kind of things do you what what feels important that you want people to know about that and and so that they can shift it and then also raise their net worth just for fun as for the net worth of a person we staying in the absence of psychological fear is the greatest wealth. I know mm. people who are multi Okay, wait, say that again. Say that again. The absence of psychological fear, fear is, is, is the greatest wealth. Okay, wow, wait, we need to just simmer in that for a minute. The absence of psychological fear is the greatest wealth. Holy Lord. Mm. Ooh. So- you feeling that, Nance? <laughs> Just, I mean, if we I, had a magic wand. Know, it really does kind of work with everything that we've ever been taught, and, you know, when we're trying to connect with our higher selves, that fear doesn't serve us. And if we come from a place of love or if we come from a place of wholeness and that we aren't lacking anything, then there is no fear. And so I'm, I love this. This is And yeah. fear is so pervasive. It's so, like, I mean, it's... It's like, I mean, I'd say even pretty well-adjusted people have moments of fear throughout the whole day. So, okay, so how do you, how do you get rid of it? So uh, before we even get rid of uh, the psychological fear, there might be one person uh, who's asking, oh, I don't have psychological fear, then how do I have real money? When you live in absolute uh, ananda, which is absolute blissfulness mm-hmm. or joy, day in and day, day out, at least 90% of the time, you would actually attract. When you are not in psychological fear, you would find the right people, right? <clears throat> you will calibrate yourself to the right mindset where you would meet the right people, right strategies to have everything that you want in your life. So that absence of psychological fear that's why I say the absence of psychological fear is a true wealth. And answering your question, question Kelly, how do I mm. get there? 
How do I mm-hmm. get there is very simple. Uh, imagine you have a credit card and you have, let's say, uh, $800 balance in your credit card. And if you pay off that $800, then you don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. Simple, simple metaphor. So here's the thing. Psychological fear is exactly like that. We borrowed psychological fear from our ancestors, from our mm. environment, from our culture. We can just pay it off and be free. <clears throat> I love that. That's, oh man. And it's so interesting with all the Ancestry.com stuff going on and all the people that are, there's like this wonderful connection that people feel to their ancestors and this honoring and I had this thought the other day, I was talking to somebody who wrote a book about the way our genes from our ancestors affect us in our modern day. And it's it's almost like most of us are not living our lives or our lives are an amalgam of the people that came before us. And maybe 1% or 5% of our lives is truly spent with our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own instincts, our own desires. And most of it is kind of compensating or playing out what came before. So mm, if we can pay all that back, man, that's that would be good. So in your book, you've got all kinds of exercises that Arjun leads Lindsay through to do just this. Is there one exercise that comes to you that, that could be shared with, with our audience here that some, some thought or meditation or a, I don't know, what do you think could be shared? Because I want people to get your book and get all these exercises themselves, but I want them to have a little taste of what they can get from it. One specific thing that uh, the listeners can do to, to pay off the, pay off the, uh, the debt of the ancestors. When I say mm. not through sacrifice, not through hard work, that's <laughs> not you. what I mean. Not not okay, by killing you. yourself. None of those. But is to is to stay joyful in uncertainty, uh, and stay j- joyful in uncertainty, even when you don't want it. You don't feel like okay. When something happens, you feel uncertain. Why? Because. For the four million years or ten thousand years, based on what you what your belief systems are, humans, uh, we have been uh, in flight or fight or freeze. There is a third option, which mm-hmm. is free fight of uh, flight mm-hmm. or freeze. So because of that, we we turned on this mechanism, unlike let's say an animal, uh, let's say an antelope in the savannas of Africa, it's running mm-hmm. for her life, and four minutes later she kind of narrowly escapes her life. Escape, uh, escape from this tragedy, and she turns around. She sees her best friend being killed mm. alive by this fierce mm. tiger, right? Mm. And then she goes home. Next day morning, is she going to have PTSD mm. or anxiety or depression? Is she going to say, hey, uh, I don't feel like going to work today. Imagine the, the difficulty of what I saw yesterday. I don't want to eat grass. Mm-hmm. And if that's what is going to happen in nature, we will be destroyed in like next three weeks. Mm. Right? But yeah. humans do. Humans do. We can recreate the tiger in our head every day for the rest of our lives. That's what right. we do as a full-time job. We can stop that now. Right. As Nancy and I are big fans of Byron Katie, we bring her up probably every single time we're together, at least 25 times. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the things that she says is when somebody's done you wrong, you end up doing, you end up insulting or assaulting yourself a thousand times more than that person did with their single act because you replay it so many times in your mind. So who's the real villain? Who's the real assaulter or the real predator or whatever that is. It's usually ourselves. So it's good to know that. But just as an aside, this is kind of a crazy thing with um, we didn't, my husband and I did some work with the Gorilla Foundation and writing a song for Coco the Gorilla, and <laughs> which was a wild thing. But we got to know Michael, who was brought in to mate with Coco the Gorilla. And Michael the Gorilla had nightmares at night. And because Michael and Coco learned how to speak American Sign Language. When Dr. Penny, the the one who took care of Coco and was the primary caretaker, would ask Michael in the middle of the night, "What what's going on in your nightmare? He said that he was remembering when his mother was poached, when the poachers came and got his mother. So years later, this this animal is remembering, but it doesn't stop him from going on. He didn't take his life. But I think I think trauma is intense and it does manifest in the animal limbic part of ourselves and in the animal aspect. But the idea is that hopefully we the injury happens once and not forever, stopping us forever. We can come to terms with that one thing and then move on. Is that what you're saying, Rubel? Yeah. Yes, and to add to that, uh, Kelly, uh, is that we are given one thing that humans are missing as a species is that we have trauma, uh, not because we are weak, but because we are strong. Let me explain Mm. that in a second. Animals, antelope cannot feel trauma. Why? Because it cannot recreate a tiger. Because it is not capable of recreating a tiger. So, in God in her wisdom gave us this additional faculty or imagination to create whatever we want. Are we creating what we want? Probably not, but we are creating something. We are cre- recreating this tiger. This tiger could be a metaphor of our childhood strength. But we oh. build stories where I was a child, the tiger attacked me when I was three and a half years old. You know what? Because of that, I cannot function anymore. And a lot of people say God. that, but we say that. So we're going to be right back on the other side of this break, and we're going to hear more from this ruble talking about the antelopes and the tigers, but revealing a never-before-shared strategy to convert stress into suffering and, I mean, from suffering into celebration. Stay with us here on Unity Online Radio on Ask Dr. Dream. We'll be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Know Yourself as Divine. Stations of the Cosmic Christ, a new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus, introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Get inspired with Temple Hayes and the Intentional Spirit, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Each week, Temple shares tools and practices to help you thrive in the most challenging times. Temple also welcomes fascinating guests who share their stories and struggles on the spiritual path. Follow Temple on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with the show. Become an Intentional Spirit with Temple Hayes here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. I am just having so much fun today. This is the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Online Radio, and I'm joined with Nancy T., my co-host, my fabulous co-host, and Carson and Cooper, who are the only infants, I think, to ever co-host a radio show. It's kind of exciting. (laughs) For sure. And they're doing great. (laughs) They're doing so good. Their silent wisdom is permeating the airwaves. This is so exciting. I just am so happy being in the aura of Rubel Chandy, the author of 90 Days to Life, best-selling book on Amazon in five countries, Australia, Canada, and what whatever. Uh, he's, Actually, he'll tell us all the yeah. other. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. go, go. Tell us. Three countries. Uh, three countries, sorry. Uh, but five categories in Canada, two categories uh, in India, and uh, one category in Australia. Number one in like eight, uh, seven or eight categories all over the world. Uh, That's got to feel good. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, when I, was, when I was in a village, you know, like, you know, thinking about life, I never thought that I would get on a plane, you know, uh, you know mm. in spite of writing a book, you know, so, so it's a big dream come true, which, which I didn't even dream uh, at the time, but 
I grew into mm. that dream, and that dream came came true. And you're from a place called Malayalam. 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 Must, yeah, you remember that. Yes. I just love so, saying that. And maybe you'll say a few words for us in the language of Malayalam. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm inviting all the, I'm, I'm saying hi to anybody who speaks Malayalam uh, in Malayalam. That's what I did. <laughs> it's the most beautiful language. I love it. I feel like it's on a higher frequency. It makes me happy. I think if I'm ever having a bad day, I just need to call you and maybe you need to create a meditation in Malayalam that I can listen to that'll like be that like spark. So before the, uh, before we get too far away from ourselves, I want everyone to know this is Rubel Chandy. His website is rubelchandy.com. You can find him on Facebook at Rubel Chandy and that's R-U-B-L-E-C-H-A-N-D-Y. His book is 90 Days to Life. And one of the really cool things that Rubel has done because he's so clever and so creative and so inclusive, he's created this amazing contest with his book launch. So, Rubel, tell us about this contest. So, we have a contest to win a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise with Royal Caribbean for two, uh, for one lucky winner uh, who uh, who could, uh, you know, they could potentially purchase a book and do it. They don't need to buy the book. They could do that. But all of the people who come to this page, which is rubelchandy.com slash contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T, they could all receive my 21-day complimentary training that is worth $300. These are not promotional materials, guys. These are the hardcore stuff that I have in teaching people, some advanced stuff that I couldn't even include in 90 Days to Life. When I started writing this mm-hmm. book, this this could have been like a 1,200-page book, but I condensed it, condensed it even more and more and more, three times, you know, deleted so many things that I, I could not include to make it less than 300 pages. So I, I compiled uh, some of those powerful trainings into 21 days, which is most of it is less than five minutes. You could just attend the training and get value. I'm not charging you for that. You get access to that for a lifetime, as well as you could enter, uh, enter a contest to win a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise going to rubelchandi.com slash contest rubelchandy.com slash contest seven day royal caribbean adventure for just showing up on your page this this is one of the things that you teach i mean this is one of the things that vishal teaches or i'm sorry arjun teaches um in the book about like kind of this generosity and you end up getting more than you give, but you start off by giving so much. You've given, you're, and you're giving a whole training away. You, people don't even have to buy anything, although they should. They should buy the book. They should buy it for everyone they know. Because I think if we all bought and read this book, we would all be much better people. And we'd probably be wealthier, healthier, spiritually, and on all levels, people. So I think it's wonderful that you're demonstrating this, Rubel. Fantastic. So rubelchandy.com forward slash contest. Everyone go right now. All okay. right. So when, and, before the break, we were, go ahead. Oh, and to add one thing, uh, Kelly, is that uh, this book, uh, I spent five and a half, you, you know this, I spent five and a half years of my life writing this book. And this 
uh, one of my mm-hmm. new york times best selling uh, usa today best selling author who endorsed the book she said it's the iphone of self help because before we before iphone we had the nokia where you could press on press like some numbers and then you dial mm-hmm. a phone you couldn't text you couldn't check maps you couldn't you couldn't play youtube uh, and then mm-hmm. iphone came along and then it gave you a complete metaphor of what you could do with a phone and that is my goal that's why i spent half a decade of my life writing and almost 25 years of my life thinking to write this book so when you read this i promise you you're going to love this book because i spent enormous amount of research uh, research in terms of two or three people working for me for three years studying different books we, we went through more than thousands of books in different topics to compile this and come up with and and an intuition to come up with and science and everything else to combine and come up with 90 days to life mm. And so it's so rich and dense it's like it's it's a very very important book i want everybody to go out and get 20 copies or at least at least one for god's sakes there's so many tools in here and i love that it's it's wrapped in a story so that it's you don't feel like somebody's preaching at you you feel like somebody's somebody else that you love and are invested in is learning and somebody who you who you're relating to on a heart level it's really fantastic and i love it and i'm so happy to know that me loving this book so much is part of the spark that got you to put this book out now i think that we have a divine contract ruble and i'm glad we're living up to it so <laughs> before the break we were talking about um about this primal um fear and how the our the fear of our ancestors impacts us and how we can release that and you wanted to say something more about that so please take it away so what happened uh of over the 10000 or 4 million years based on your belief is that we built our mind so humans like when we come uh when we come uh, to this planet uh we don't come with uh we don't come with a mind we build our mind it it is a process that controls the flow of information and energy this will be the only definition that i'll give you, give in this interview mind is a process that controls the flow of information and energy so you decided how your mind should be how the process should handle information and energy information could be somebody screaming at you or energy could be uh, energy of an environment Uh, or energy or, or light energy or whatever it is heat responding to heat in a certain way the point that i'm trying to make is just like you built your mind we built our mind as a human species meaning mm. for the last 10000 to 4 million years of period based on your belief we built a collective mind for ourselves based on fear response based on what happened mm. at the time and because of that we are all subscribing to that mind that i call as a collective mind because we collectively uh, collectively participate in that mind that could be part of the fear and that is what is creating psychological fear in us so when you step out of that fear kelly and when you step out of that fear nancy and when i step out of that f- psychological fear we are changing the collective mind with us Mm. Mm. Wow, that feels really good. I feel like I'm just letting it alter my brain right now. Ah, thank you. 
this is wonderful. This is, so I think there needs to be, well, you do this thing called a power ceremony in, in the book. Um, Arjun teaches it to Lindsay. Can you tell us a little bit about it and like some of how, how we might be able to create our own power ceremony? I can demonstrate that for the listeners right now, a part of oh, great. it. For that. Great. Okay, so uh, each of you right now, uh, and including Kelly and Nancy, please participate because you guys can talk back, uh, talk with me. And if anybody want to call in and talk to me, that's great too. Talk oh, to it's us. 816-251-3555. Okay, sure. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. so with that, think about, think about an, an experience where you felt totally loved. The, the, the society, the culture makes us focus on when on the situation where you felt violated, where you felt empowered, disempowered, tired, frustrated, victimized. Whereas I want you to start focusing on a situation where you are totally loved. Imagine, my friend, if you are remembering, that is the only remembrance that you have about love. How would, how would your life be different? And that's mm. the gift that I'm going to give to you right now and for the next 30 days. And as you are reading more advanced things from 90 Days to Life. So keep in mind, what you remember is what you experience. You remember the traumatic experience because that's what you keep on remembering. Whereas imagine if you could remember an experience where you totally felt loved. And imagine that right now. And you know, bring your hand out uh, like you know, in your shoulder level, and pull that experience into your heart right now, and drop it into your into your heart, and take another experience where you totally felt loved, and then imagine that experience is uh, expand your hand outside to the towards a friend, and grab that experience slowly, bring it closer and closer and closer to your heart, as it comes closer to your heart, make it even more bigger, even more colorful, even more exciting, even more people more smiling and laughter and excitement and all the excitement and thrill and ecstasy. As you feel that, drop that into your heart. Physically drop that into your heart. Think about another experience that you felt totally loved and bring that experience and drop that into your heart. Same way, think about an experience where you felt totally secure, totally, totally empowered. Think about that experience and then expand your body. Grab that experience in front of you. Grab that experience. Gradually bring it closer to your gut. Bring it closer to your gut because the miracle is in your body. Your body is a miracle. Mind will follow the miracle of the body anytime. Right, so gradually bring it closer and closer to your gut and bring it right in front of your gut. And then feel the experience of sense of security from a mother's hug or, or a friend saying, you're going to be okay. Or, or you're, feeling, you're winning on something. You had a small victory. Even if learning to drive, for example, even if it is learning to walk, most of us have that experience. And feel that in your body. Allow your body to vibrate with excitement and ec ecstasy. And drop that experience into your gut. And allow it to feel in your gut and your heart. You are loved. And you are successful already. Because you, f you fought through these trillions of sperms 
and then you, you, you went into the front and you, you joined with an egg and you became a human. And you were competent enough. That's how you are in this planet, listening to this in English, in the United States or anywhere in the world. You are a victor. You already have won this game of life. Allow yourself to feel that victory and get out of the psychological fear day in and day out so that you could be fulfilled for the rest of your life. And I invite you to do this for the next 30 days. Bring more experiences of victory into your gut and more experiences of love into your heart. And as you do it, as you continue to do it for the next 30 days, you're going to feel that sense of certainty that is coming from within you, the joy that is coming from within you that's going to make you uh, succeed in everything that you do in your life. Mm. Love you. Ooh, Rubel wow. Chandy. Rubelchandy.com, people. Rubelchandy.com forward slash contest. That was so good. I just heard an interview with with um, an expert in the field of neuroplasticity, and he was talking about the negativity bias and how our species, just what you were saying about how we are prone to focus on the negative. It's part of how we've survived over millennia by looking for the snakes on the road or looking for the pitfalls or or remembering the times of pain so that we don't redo that. But what he said, was saying that in order to evolve, we have to do exactly what you just did. In order for our brains to make the next leap in our evolution, he said it's to just spend more time when something positive happens to receive it because often will somebody will say something kind to us and we'll say, Oh, thanks. And we move on and focus on the negative because that seems more important, but to deliberately every morning and throughout the day, pull physically pull in these sweet, kind, loving memories and moments is so strengthening. And it's not just for our bodies, but for our minds. And I believe Rubel, you'll, you would say, for our pocketbook as well, that how does this practice relate to then becoming a greater wealth attractor? So the way we attract wealth is by the frequency that we live in. And when we are in lack, when we are in trauma, unfortunately, it sounds unfair, but Sometimes life is not fair. When you are in trauma, you attract more of that into your life when you stay in that suffering stage, when we are recreating trauma. So what happens is our mind is a prediction machine. Uh, it's a prediction machine that predicts if this happens now, that is going to happen next. Our lower brain is a prediction machine. Kelly, you mentioned your, uh, your friend who was in research in uh, neuroplasticity. Here is one invitation that I am giving to neurologists and people who are the smartest in the planet in neuroscience. My assertion is, is that based on what I have seen in this world, based on what I have seen in the, the, the greatest leaders of this world, the evolution is already done. As in our brain is already capable of doing everything that we want, to do, want it to do. It is a conditioning of what, happening, what is happening right now. We are still living in the lower brains. We are still living in the lower brains 
similar to animals most of the time because of this psychological conditioning of fear, because of psychological fear. And what a beautiful way to interject into to the next level, uh, whether it is in terms of wealth or whether it, it is in terms of consciousness. The invitation is simply moving from your lower lower brain, which is your our crocodile brain, to the human mm. part of our brain. That's my invitation mm. to the world. That's it. You have it already. We just need to start using it so we step out of the conditioning. So answering your question, when you start doing the power ceremony that I talk about, uh, this is what we did right now. It's only a part of the power ceremony. But when you do this power ceremony, let's say for nine minutes every day in the morning and possibly at night, what happens is the central part of your brain, which I call as the imagination brain, the central part, what I mean by that, the brain that is right above your eyebrows, what I call, it is called the mid-prefrontal cortex by Daniel Siegel, Dr. Daniel Siegel, who coiled that term. I, I, I made it more technical by calling it imagination brain. So when your mm. imagination brain is activated, uh, you don't need any, any new equipment. You have the equipment. When it is activated, you walk towards fear intelligently, not physical fear. You're not going to walk towards snake, but you are going to walk towards psychological fear. And you will step up and say, you know what, walk, move to the side. Let me handle this. And you will step up to the plate of leadership in your business, in your career, in whatever you're doing, life, relationship. And then you would step up to that leadership. And when you step up to that leadership intelligently, you will have all the wealth that you want to have in your life. And you won't step on, step on any snakes at the same time. Right. So it's like, I mean, there's so many people that that it's almost like a badge of honor to be cynical and it's and it and they would look at somebody who's optimistic, looking at life as good as um as you're simple minded and and what would you say to them about Ananda and about how how it isn't more intelligent to be cynical. <laughs> what would you say to them? When you are cynical, when you are thinking negatively, when you are criticizing what is happening, you're simply saying, I cannot handle the psychological fear. You might have different stories about, uh, about, you might be thinking, oh, I don't have psychological fear. What do you mean? What are you talking about? But reality, what we are saying is, I'm too afraid that I might not succeed. So you might have settled. And you, I, I bet whoever who is critical uh, and cynical about life, they didn't show up to this world when they were six months old, just like Nancy, uh, you could name are. Um, um, Carson Cooper and Cooper. And Carson. Yep. Cooper and yep. Carson. And Ca- I mean, Carson and Cooper did not show up to this world and said, you know what? I'm going to live, live a life of being a cynic. That's my ambition in my life. They did not do that. No, no, they're singular minded, and it's it's usually about their mom and getting fed. But other but other than that, you're absolutely right. They're right. not thinking of that. And, <laughs> and probably, that. and probably they failed multiple times. And then because they failed, they thought, you know what, this dreamy, wishy-washy thing that says, you know what, you could achieve whatever you want to achieve in, in your life, that's total, probably not true stuff. 
you know, that might be BS. So they started believing that belief, and in some level, they gave up on themselves. No. Did I fail? I failed more than enough in my life. You know, I have failed dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But does that stop me from going forward until I win? No, it shouldn't. And if if I stop, you're going to hold me accountable, Kelly and Nancy T. Mm. So the point is, people don't choose to be cynical. They they become critical and negative thinkers because they think that's the practical way to live a life. The practical way to live a life is to dream. That is the most practical way to yes. live your life. Amen, brother. The most practical way to live is to dream. Thank you. I'm going to quote you on that. Yes, that you need is... to have that on your website. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you're a dreamer. It's like, yeah, I'm a dreamer and I am a practical person. Practical, yes. I'm practical, oh said exactly like that. So we have just a few minutes, and I, I, I told everybody that we were going to talk, that you were going to talk about how to convert stress and suffering into celebration. So what is the basic way, if somebody's suffering right now, if somebody's hurting or somebody's feeling stressed, which is probably nearly everyone because it's just part of the Kool-Aid we drink when we're here, but we can undrink it, we can... Mm, um, get rid of that. Give it back to our ancestors. God bless them. Thank you so much. But how do we convert our stress and suffering into celebration? What's the best way? The best way to handle is almost all of that we already covered. Now I put the definition for you, and then it's mm-hmm. all going to be clear for everyone. Okay. What is suffering? And I'm I'm going to propose a new definition for suffering. Suffering is the recreation of pain. Mm-hmm. So somebody has extreme situation, somebody has cancer. It is not the cancer that they are suffering from. There is pain that all over their body all the time. There is pain on it. But the fear that we associate with this particular illness that is recreated in their head that gets them trapped into, into the fear, that recreation is suffering. So at this point, one person who might have major health issues might be thinking, so easy for you to say. In my case, uh, just like Kelly said, at the age of 14, I, my metaphor was I was born uh, in, a, in an extreme traditional Christian background. Uh, and then my metaphor for life was, if Christ, you know, this is not to be religious, mm-hmm. but just to show you what I believed at the time is, since we have only two more minutes, is that if Christ suffered for us, then I need to contribute to his suffering. Because that's mm-hmm. the only way I could be able to be a contributor to the world. So I, I put suffering into my own life. I should say I put a lot of pain into my own life. So I fasted for days and days, and I, I, I kneeled down and prayed on rocks, you know, and, and things like that for hours, for sometimes for several hours at night, and there were like 50 days I ate only one time a day. So I tried to figure out the meaning of suffering and trying to find a meaning for suffering so that I could contribute to the greater God. And I did so much, so many more things uh, that I cannot even tell you. Kelly know a little bit about that. I know. We'll talk about that on another show. But you realize that the suffering doesn't contribute to suffering or it doesn't do any good. Yeah, what I realized at the end was that pain is inevitable. Yes, 
pain has to be dealt with there is pain in life there is challenges in life there are challenges in your life but at the same time we do not need to recreate even when you are going through the most difficult things in your life health issues or any other issue in your life by recreating the pain you are adding to the problem so if the intelligent thing to do is stop recreating you have the imagination use it for recreating what you want to create the joy into your life even when oh you're going God. through the most challenging situation you and have the can, imagination you can do it now and with the book 90 days to life you will have all the tools you need to make this a habit so that you can raise your vibration and attract greater people and situations into your life uh, we've been talking to rubel chandy today and his best selling book 90 days to life is now available it is a best seller it's a must get if you want to have your raise your net worth your in your internal self-worth and watch your outer net worth follow suit without even having to push or pull just by being and just allowing yourself to take in those moments of satisfaction and joy and really feel them rubel chandy i so appreciate you and love you your website is rubelchandy.com the contest that you have to get a Royal Caribbean cruise is rubelchandy.com forward slash contest. So grateful for you, Rubel. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.